Welcome to the Learning to Flourish podcast. We're your hosts, Kelsey Donnell and Laura Jean Tremblay. This is a place to stop waiting and to learn to flourish exactly where we are, right in the in-between. Join us each week as we discuss topics that pertain to daily life and how we can flourish in the here and now. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to another week of the Learning to Flourish podcast. We're so happy you are joining us today. How are you doing, Kelsey? We, I'm good. I'm good. I hope that if you're listening to this, you are in warm weather and <laughs> that this freezing cold weather has left us. Yes. Well, it is winter, so <laughs> the likelihood is, of that. But the wind chill doesn't need to be negative 40, you know? This is true. This is true. That's pretty, it's pretty brutal out there. Yeah. But we're happy to be here. We are safe and warm in our <laughs> little... Safe and warm in my bed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> On this fine Monday morning. Mm-hmm. What's your God wink for this week, Kelsey? Um, My God wink. Um... As shocking as it sounds, I do better when I'm outside. Um, and being inside because of this weather, uh, definitely just took a toll on my mindset. Um, so I was just kind of like, okay, God, like I'm going to need, I'm going to need something to cheer me up. And then finally he was kind of like, Kelsey, you can control the controllable. You can go outside. It like, it's fine to be out if you're safe about it. So I layered up, I went for a walk and I just hung out with Jesus and, um, my attitude changed immensely. That's awesome. And, and your girl had layers. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't like a, like a cute, cute outfit, but I was warm. And I went for a walk with a negative 30 degree wind chill. And I lived to tell the tale. So, Godwink is... I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> Same. Ditto. Ditto, what about you? My Godwink this week has just been taking care of the things that I have. And the reason like why it was so profound this week in particular was it was kind of like, you know, what we talked about last week and like over consuming social media and like looking at what the world has, we can fall into like consumerism and materialism and things like that. And <clears throat> by like taking care of the things that I had, I realized that these were things I once prayed for. And these are things I once mm. like, you know, worked my butt off towards. And instead of looking yeah. at new shiny things that I think I want that will fulfill me, I just had to go back and like realize that my fulfillment fulfillment doesn't come from that, but it comes from the Lord and what he gives me. And um, there's so much fulfillment to be had in taking the care of the things that you own. Like, I yeah. don't think that that is talked about enough, but that was just really 
profound to me this week. So that's my God. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Tell the people, tell the people what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to talk about an ordered life, living an ordered life. And the reason why I love this topic is because our world, at least in the Western world at the moment, we are obsessed with organizing all the junk that we have, right? And like, we're like, oh, we have to put this here and have a nice spot for this and whatever. And we spend so much time doing this with our physical things, but not nearly enough time ordering our own lives, our interior, the, you know, the things that we decide to do with our time, the things that we're consuming. We spend so little time prioritizing and ordering what comes in to our, our bodies and our minds and what goes out in terms of energy. And I think the same care that people take to organizing their pantries or their closets or something like that can and should be given to our lives, maybe even in a bigger way, mm-hmm. right? Like what does it matter <clears throat> if our if our pantry is spotless and you can find everything in 0.2 seconds if our priorities are so mixed up that we spend no time giving or energy to the things that really matter most. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm, yeah. You guys, my brain is still starting today. Um, I think sometimes we do put way too much priority on mm, the appearance of our life mm. than the actual internal nitty gritty part, like the, of your mind, of your soul, of like that. We're too busy um, putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to try really hard to not get on a soapbox today. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, get, I think that sums up. Yeah, I think that we prioritize making our life look a certain way when we put on the back burner, the, um, yeah, the internal, the internal workings of our soul. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work as like, you know how sometimes when there's like a messy, like say you're just in charge of like your own bedroom and like the messier your bedroom is, like the more clouded your mind is like you just, you don't have time. And so in, and even in your internal mental life, there's just so much going on that mm-hmm. it kind of mirrors what's going on in the physical space. That can happen sometimes, but it also yeah. doesn't mean that the same is true for organizing our spaces. Now that can give us a little bit of clarity of mind. It can give us some, you know, bandwidth, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fix our problems. And I think sometimes... Mm-hmm. 
because we see the correlation of mess and mental mess that we think clean mental clarity that we almost put so much effort into cleaning because we're organizing because then that means our lives will be that much more tidy and like ordered Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily equate it takes a lot of work to order your life yeah it it's not a quick kind of fix it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to figure out what it means and part of that is because We like to say, hey, you have it all figured out. What are you doing? Let me apply it directly to my life. But everyone is so different and everyone's priorities will be different. And so it's not as easy as copying someone else. Although we can, you know, take what someone else is doing as kind of a, like, inspiration. We can't copy it 100%. And, and then you have to realize that in different phases of life, your priority has to change. Mm. You know, just, I mean, in my last five, six months, I've, I've really had to um, accept the changes of my priorities, you know, because I'm in a different phase of life than I was. So there also needs to be grace grace given when you are um, prioritizing and always, always like trying to think of the right word here. I don't know. When you're looking at your priorities, never be afraid to reorganize them Mm. to your, your current life. I think there's, there's like a non-negotiable of a priority for me. And that is like my relationship with God. Like never in my life do I foresee that being not number one. Mm-hmm. You know, like to me, that's, that's my, my first priority. Um, but I think it's okay that your priorities change and you can reorganize those. Mm-hmm. I don't know about but, you, yeah. but I I struggle with decision fatigue. Oh yeah. Because That's we make re- so many decisions in a day. Yeah. And yeah. something about having like an ordered life with your priorities in line will make those decisions either already made for you or so yeah. much easier to realize what you need to do to like help you with that like decision fatigue and burnout because do you know how exhausting it is to wake up every day and be like I have no plan I have you know I have these responsibilities but there's no way like there's no tried and true way to get them done it's like that's exhausting yeah yeah but if you have an idea of your priority that really um helps organize your to do Mm-hmm. I've heard of this. Um, there's a book. It's called A Mother's Rule of Life. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. 
So I don't know who it's by, but I grew up in a homeschool community and we, this was a very popular book among the moms. And it's a great book from what I hear. I haven't read it myself. But essentially it's the idea taking from monastic life, right? All these um, monasteries and religious orders have a rule of life. Like the Dominicans have their own rule, um, you know, and the, the Benedictines have the Benedictine rule and like all these things, right? And so what that means is that they just essentially have this for all of their orders. It's something that makes them united and they yeah. have to do this. They have to live according to this rule. So this author, whoever it was, I should have looked it up, um, wrote kind of like this book talking about a mother's rule of life, kind of taking after the this monastic idea of, you know, you can create this own rule of life for you and your family and your home. And I have always found that to be so fascinating because it kind of goes with like aligning our priorities, but it kind of goes one step further. And it's like, these are the things we're going to do that align with our priorities. Mm. Right. Because just aligning our priorities, we can be like, this will help us make some decisions. But a rule of life is like taking out even more guesswork and being like, hey, this is what we do every Monday morning. And this is, you know, this is our mealtime. And this is, you know, we're going to structure our day in a way that aligns with our priorities and our goals and especially aligns with a close relationship with the Lord. That's what's beautiful yeah. about a rule of life is that you're kind of taking out a lot of the secular world, a lot of the secular noise because you're so focused on um, doing things that align with your relationship with Christ. Right. And I'm just, um, I'm turning the finger back at myself and I'm like, how often is that? In all honesty, like I say, that's the number one thing in my life, but how like often am I like, oh, well, if I have time, I'll go to adoration. Oh, well, if I have time, I'll do this, whatever. And it's just like, but I live by my schedule at work. Like I would, you know, never just be like, oh, if I have time, I'll do this person's hair that I have scheduled, you know, um, yeah, that's a little bit of a gut punch, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's so true. Humbling. Yeah. It's very humbling. It's very humbling because yeah, I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it. But what have I, what have I done to make it number one and to prioritize it? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And it, it, it's funny because with our like spiritual life, there's such like, if there's something going on that's confusing or hard or painful, like we run to the Lord then asking for answers and asking for prayers and we're, we get really close to him in that time, which I think is beautiful. Right. <laughs> that we are right. going to the Lord. Right. 
But when things are going okay, for me at least, I'm like, I, I kind of fall off the wagon there a little bit because yeah. it's almost like I'm starting to rely on myself to get through the little inconveniences and being like, oh, I've got this. Look at how good things are going right now. And being, you know, not having the right attitude towards like, this is a gift from the Lord that this is working really well right now. Or like praising him with every step. Like I sometimes forget that, especially when life is kind of just coasting by or life gets busy. And you're right. Like the first thing to go are my promises to myself, like in terms of like taking care of myself and my health and all those things and my relationship with the Lord, because these things I control, it's on my own time. And so I feel like when life gets busy, I put those aside and go to whatever, whoever needs help or whatever appointments that, you know, I have or things like that. And that's super humbling to like (laughs) recognize. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, I, we, we say it time and time again, you guys, like these topics are topics that we struggle with and topics that we need to, um, focus on. And, um, I, yeah, this one, this one's kind of a gut punch. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to go from there, Laura Jean. I feel like it is. And I feel like sometimes I get stuck right there or right here where we're at being like, this is, wow, now I'm aware of it. What am I going to do about it? And I, I sometimes really struggle in the, okay, what do I do about it now? like the next steps to take. So maybe we can like think practically like, okay, if we get to this place, how can we bring it back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, something that I loved doing at my apartment because I had the perfect space for it, um, was when I felt like I was lacking in like prayer time or just, you know, that faithful development. Um, I would kind of reorder. I had like a prayer desk. I had like a whole little prayer area and I was just talking to Ethan that I want to do something in the house for that because it's just something great to have. Um, but I would reorganize that area. Um, and it would like shift something in my brain to make it like, Oh, I just put, and this, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I was like, oh, I just put this much time and effort into making this beautiful space. I need to enjoy it. I need to use it. I need to, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say take advantage of it, but take advantage that I have this space. I have this spot that is just so peaceful and prayerful. Um, yeah, so I would, I would physically make the space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, to allow myself to mentally be there. Does that make sense? I really like that. No, yeah, it does. Totally. 
Because I mean, it kind of goes along with the same principle of if, if your living space is messy, you're not going to want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's the same thing. You're going to avoid it. So, I mean, there is something to be said about, especially with mental kind of, uh, things clogging up our minds or spiritual things kind of clogging up our, you know, thoughts and processes and things like that. Doing something physical alongside trying to work through that mental hurdle, I feel like could really benefit. I mean, there's got to be science about that. (laughs) There has to be. (laughs) There has to be. So like something like that where you're like, this is something that I've fallen maybe off the wagon a little bit. I want to get better at it. And like working through that while like cleaning up that space. Yeah. It like signals to your mind, like this is connected, Mm -hmm. you know? So that makes total sense to me. I'm so, I'm so glad that makes sense to somebody else because (laughs) You never quite know how my sentences are going to come out this early in the morning. Um, But I do that with a lot of, uh, a lot of areas of my life. Like if something needs, if something internally in me needs refreshed, I like to refresh the space that that happens in. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, what about you? What's something you like to do? I like to, like, go back to a habit and, like, like a good habit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, almost habit stacking. I don't know if you've ever heard that term or anyone listening has yeah, heard that term. Yeah, I think term. we talked about it. I think we talked about it last week, even. Did we? Wow, my brain. I know I um, had a conversation about habit stacking. Okay. I just don't so yeah. yeah, the idea is like if you already do something every day, like get coffee, make coffee in the morning and sit down, eat breakfast, put a habit that you're trying to um, make stick with it. So it's like mm-hmm. coffee, breakfast and reading the daily readings or something like that. So for me, that looks like when I go, one of the ways that I do like personal prayer that really helps me is a prayer journal. And usually I do this at night before I go to bed. But like I said, sometimes when life is just skating by, I forget. Right. And so the the first step that looks like for me is usually starting that again. And I usually read before bed. So it's like, I do that before I read. Okay, cool. So that's like, yeah, but habit stacking or like just starting with one thing because it can be so tempting to be like, I am going to throw out my schedule and I'm going to create a whole routine for my life. And like oh. that is so unattainable unless like you have crazy discipline. But like. Which shout out if you do. Shout out I- if you do. That's incredible. Give me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your secret. But, um, yeah. And I think, I, I think about discipline a lot. I think about discipline a lot because, you know, everyone says in the spiritual life, it's so important and living like a holy 
life, discipline is so important. And I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But sometimes when it comes down to the nitty gritty of what that looks like, it can be hard to like visualize what that looks like in terms of like if something comes up, like taking care of that or, you know, listening to what your body needs or something, is that opposed to discipline or does it go along with discipline? You know, it's like, right. but I feel like having an ordered life helps us with that because then we're switching our mindset from, I have to be disciplined in X, Y, Z, or like every decision I make to, oh, look, there's already an order for us to stay disciplined in. And if we mess that up, that's on us. If we put something higher than it should be, that's on us. I, this takes me back. Um, First off, I want to start with, to those of you who have completed 75 hard, my hat goes off to you. I think that's amazing. Like such an accomplishment for me. I, I've tried it several times and I usually get to like day 50 of really solid, um, 75 hard getting all the criteria in. Um, and I think this is where, um, for me personally, discipline and an order life, um, contradict each other because I was having the discipline to do all of these things. You know, I'm, it's two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. You have to follow a diet. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to drink or read 10 pages of a non-fictional book. I'm forgetting something. I don't remember what else, but that became my personality, my priority, my everything. And, um, then there's so many things that are my actual priorities, my actual order of life that was getting thrown to the side. Um, and this happens often when I allow myself to get too busy. Like my, what makes me me leaves Mm. and I'm only focused because I'm quote unquote, I'm disciplining like I'm being disciplined. Um, and I, and I just feel like when, when that kind of thing is taking over your core, like the things that you truly want in your life, like, again, like that's when I think it gets dangerous. Again, shout out to you if you were able to finish 75 hard in a really good mindset. I it wasn't it wasn't it for me. Um But yeah, I think I think you also you ju- you just have to be very aware of um remembering I guess what your life's order is. I love that so much. And I think it really gets to the heart of what an ordered life, what we mean by it. And Mm -hmm. I think using that example, we can look at it in terms of an ordered life is being disciplined to the things that are coming from you. You have put these priorities in place. This aligns with you, with the way, like your 
goals, your um, values, right? Yeah. When discipline, like 75 hard or something that's external, like, and that fights against what's internal of like, this is what I want to do. If it's external and we put too much um, time and effort onto that where we're sacrificing our internal order, that's where the difficulty comes in in terms of like a a false discipline in a way. Not false because it's like not discipline, but it's not necessarily always going to help us. Yeah. In the long term. Like, are we robots where everyone is doing the same thing and we're calling it discipline? Or are we prioritizing our lives according to our values and doing everything in our power to be disciplined in living according to those values? Not anyone else's values, but your values. Your values. And that's what the saints were so good at. Like, I just, I love just sitting and thinking about the saints because, I mean, that's what they're there for. They are examples of how to live heroically, holy lives in the world. And, And in their specifically called way. Mm-hmm. I was not called to live the same exact life as Mother Teresa. You know, I'm not in, I I can't be like, yeah, you know what, today I'm going to stop a war. You know, like, like we're called so individually. Um, and that's why I think it's even hard for me to like, Because I know how difficult it is for me to not uh, play the comparison game. It's Mm -hmm. hard for me to even be like, here is how I feel called to order my life. You know, that's, that's, that's a hard thing for me to like say to everybody because I don't want people to hear that and then be like, oh, well, mine's ordered differently. Am I doing it wrong? Or, you know... Oh, Kelsey's is differently. Is she doing it wrong? No, I don't believe so. Again, because we are all in different stages of life and we all have, um, different people in our lives. And so I guess like when you're listening to this, remember, remember that, that we're all in very different phases of life and that all looks very different from what our lives might look like. Like, even Laura Jean's life and mine are vastly different. You know, it would be wild for us to have the same orderly life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And if, at the end of the day, it comes down to it's between you and God. And yeah. depending on, okay, that's always the case. But in addition to that, depending on your state of life. So if you are yeah. married, that's going to depend on you and God and your husband. Or yeah. you and God and your husband and your family. If yeah. you are a consecrated religious, that's going to look like that's between you and God and your 
order or your uh, way of life that you've decided to live, right? In obedience to whomever. And it's fascinating because even like, even saints who were in the same like religious congregation, for example, like I just think of St. Therese and she had, there were five girls or she had five sisters. She had a lot, there were a lot of girls and all of them at one time or another became nuns and wild four of them were in Carmel. She was in Carmel. And so there were four of them in Carmel. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, she's a saint and we know why she's a saint, right? She's written her book and you know, everything like that. But you can look at one of her other sisters and be like, I think one of them is on the process of becoming a saint. And you can look at them and they are, that's amazing, right? They're both lived these holy lives. But even though they were siblings, grow, grew up in the same home, even though they were in the same convent, they're not saints for the same reason. Yeah. Like their lives were so different and that is beautiful and that speaks to the design and the creativity of God to create us all so uniquely and then to call us all so uniquely. And that just blows my mind in like the best, most beautiful way ever. In the best way, for real. Man. Yeah, well, now no, that I've... our minds are sufficiently blown, oh my goodness, I don't know what sufficiently. happened. Sufficiently. I don't know if <laughs> um, my screen just went. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> let's talk about our liveliness list. What do you got for us, Kelsey? Um, okay, my liveliness list. Um, today, so I've been hearing so much about cold plunges. Okay, mm-hmm. this is when you fully immerse yourself in very close to freezing water. And I was like, and I've wanted to do it. I'm like, Ethan, let's get, let's get a water tank in our backyard because why not? You know, mm-hmm. and we just, we can't do it right now because it would actually freeze all the way through. So I was like, it's fine. I need a baby step into it because I can't, you know, fully immerse myself in almost freezing water for the first time. Um, so this morning I filled the bathtub with the coldest water possible. Um, and I did my first quote unquote cold plunge. Um, and it was really, really painful at first. Um, and then it was good. I did it for a minute and a half and that really shocked me that I was able to go that long. Um, and then, uh, all of my stuff basically revolves around being cold. Um, going on walks outside, making sure that I still have sunshine on my face because, uh, that, that helps me a lot. Um, and then I've just been working really hard on making our home ours. Mm. And, um, yeah, that has been really good, uh, to just kind of, uh, combine both of our personalities and, uh, make our home feel like, uh, us. I love that. That's awesome. There's mine. What's Amazing. yours? Um, <laughs> you might laugh at this one, but um, lotion. 
Yeah. Because yeah. with the cold comes very dry weather, comes very dry skin for me. And so I've yeah. been loving lathering that lotion on. There's just nothing like it, you know? It feels so nice. Um. Secondly, clean sheets. Man, oh man. Like the one of the most underrated, like luxurious things. Yes. And it's like a chore. Like you have to do it. But like the result is just next level. You know? Um I feel like a princess. I, you know? I want You're just like yes. Yeah, tell me. It's so good. Next time you do your laundry, instead uh-huh. of putting your sheets in the dryer. So after they've done like the spin cycle and they're simply just, just damp, uh-huh. put them on your bed. So you put your feet fitted sheet on like normal. It's damp, but it's okay. And then lay your flat sheet right on top and then put your pillowcases right on top of that. Turn on your ceiling fan or if it's spring, open a window and let them dry on your bed. Uh-huh. Freshest sheets ever. It's, it's a whole different feel. Like they are like, when you get in there, like Chris, what'd you say? I'm super skeptical. Not gonna lie. No, I was too, but it's the best thing. Fascinating. It's, it's one of my favorite things. Okay. What's your, what's your last? Um, my last thing is asking for and receiving Man, oh man, it is a struggle to get there all the time or ever, yeah. but when it happens and when you receive that help, there's just nothing like it. And this is an area that I'm trying to grow in intentionally. And so, yeah, it's just been a really beautiful week for that. So I love that. That's such a good one. Yeah. Such a good one. Love it. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will chat with you next time. Bye. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us on this episode of Learning to Flourish podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave us a rate and review.